0: This is Clay from Skilled Gentleman Podcast. You're listening to Today's Survival Show with Bob Main. Hi folks, I'm Bob Main. Welcome to another episode of Today's Survival Show. Helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are you are. This is episode number 279. It's a practical show done by a practical guy, that's me. I don't go tin foil hat on you. I just try to keep this rooted in common sense. There are a lot of survival programs out there that are kind of tin foil hatish and I, that's just never been my style. So this episode is going to be about what to do if you 're involved in a terrorist attack or you're involved in an after uh, excuse me an active shooter event and something like that i'm going to talk about what happens if you find yourself in the middle of an attack and it's kind of an appropriate subject lately because of what's been going on because of the uh, The fact that this world's gone mad, folks. I mean, don't you think so? This world has just gone mad, crazy. Evil exists. It's out there, and it's out there big time, and it's starting to show itself. People shooting cops. People driving trucks into crowds of people. Man, I'm telling you. People going into nightclubs and shooting people up. I mean, it's just ridiculous and you know what folks it's not the gun's fault and anything like that it's it's evil that's in the hearts of men and many of you know that i do another show called the handgun world podcast and i talk about guns over there on that show and you know i like to close those shows by saying evil does not exist in the holster it exists in the hearts of men and women and that's just kind of the way it is and we have to accept this world. So part of survival, part of doing what you can with what you have, wherever you are, I mean, doesn't that kind of really apply to what you might find yourself in if you're in, a, in the middle of a shooting massacre or a terrorist attack? You know, think about that. That's my, that might be what you have to do. Now, I hope that you're armed. I really do. I mean, you know, ladies and gentlemen, those of you listening to this show, and by the way, I'm sorry I haven't put out a show in a while. I'm I'm sorry it's been a couple months since my last episode. I have a plan to put out shorter shows and a little bit more often. Probably every couple weeks uh, I'll do a shorter show than than most. Maybe maybe once a week. I might get back to doing once a week podcasts here again on today's survival show. But it, it... you, I hope you're armed, folks. I, I really do. If you live in an area where you are allowed to carry your weapon or to carry a weapon, and I'm talking about a gun, do it, folks. Do it. What, what, what's stopping you? What, what are you waiting for? Why are you not doing it? You know how many people uh, actually get their concealed carry license and then never carry? They just don't, and I don't understand why. I don't understand why people are not caring if you've gone through the trouble to get your license. You know, why aren't you doing it? Now, this show here, uh, this podcast, today's survival show, is not all about guns, but, you know, given the world events lately, given the things that have been going on, Wow, it, it it just seems like defending yourself has has taken front and center stage. I, I hope you'll agree with that. So anyway, in this episode, I want to talk about some really good information I ran across lately. Some real good information uh, by John Davis, a, a Marine Corps weapons instructor, a black belt Taekwondo, and a Marine Corps martial artist. And he did a uh, he wrote an article recently. On you know how do I survive? How do I survive a shooting massacre or a terrorist attack in a city? And I'm going to put a link in the show notes to the blog that he writes. And you you need to read this whole article and this whole bit of information yourself. I think it's very well done. So John Davis, Marine Corps, Marine Corps weapons instructor, and uh, in in this article, based on what I've seen here, just a a real good common sense, you know, person on survival, and especially when it comes to this topic about surviving a shooting massacre uh, or a terrorist attack in the city. So I want to share some of it with you here. I'm going to put some of my own flavor to it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, John has a blog called John's Deep Thoughts. John's Deep Thoughts. And again, I'll link to that. There'll be two, there'll probably be two or three links in the show notes. So go to today's survival.com and uh, check out the show notes here for this episode. Today's survival.com. That's my website. Two S's in that web address. Today's survival.com. So, Again, episode 279. Go find the show notes, read the whole thing. I think you're going to like it, but let me let me give you some information here since you've tuned into this. The very first point that John starts with in in this article, I like. I'm a big I'm a big proponent of this. He talks about staying positive now if you've been listening to me long enough you know i am i'm generally a positive person now I, i am a human so i'm gonna say there are times i do get down there are times i get a little bit uh down a little bit depressed uh there are times where i get frustrated there are times when i get angry you know but overall i'm i'm a fairly positive person a lot of that has to do with you know the training I got, and the background I got when I was a much younger man. If you listen to my other show, my other podcast, Handgun World Podcast, the episode before the most recent, which I think is episode 374, I talked a little bit about my story. And so if you want to know a little bit about my background uh, as a younger person, as a younger man, go over and listen to that episode, episode 370. Let me look that up for you. I think it is. Episode 374, I believe. Yep, that's it. So check that out. But I like the fact that that John talks about staying positive. Now he says it might sound flippant to start off with staying positive. But he says, you know, it's literally a guiding principle taught in the U.S. Marine Corps recruit manual. And I like it. You know, even Navy SEALs and other Special Forces survival uh, teach it. Even in the harshest of, of, of situations, staying positive and don't panic. A panicked mind does not make smart decisions. But if you believe that you're going to be okay in the end, again, if you have that positive frame of mind, and you believe that you're going to be okay in the end, and really believe it, your instincts start to take over. And they start to work to support your mind to doing just that and that is surviving in the end. Now John points out a good good point here. He he says he, he didn't say that you should tell yourself don't panic. Because don't panic doesn't actually prevent a person from panicking. Okay, that that's the movies. Okay, it doesn't really help in real life. You have to stay positive and, and most people panic from a flood of a lot of things happening all at once. What you should do is you should start saying to yourself and to others, especially if you're with others and you're in some kind of an active shooting event or a terrorist event or whatever, say things like, stay calm. It's going to be okay. I know what to do here. We're going to be all right. You know, especially if you're, if you're administering first aid to somebody. Think about that. Getting them to stay calm, letting them know it's going to be okay, that you know what to do, that they're going to be okay. don't just say to them, well well well, don't panic, stay positive, <laughs> all right because that's that's going to have very little effect, but a calming, soothing demeanor now, I know this is going to be you're probably saying bob what 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 do you mean? People shooting at me, how am I going to stay calm that It's a mindset folks it's training it's training um you can take classes to learn how to stay calm in a stressful situation i'm a i'm a a firearms instructor on the side occasionally, and when you and I, but also i take a lot of firearms instruction i I go to a lot of training classes and you will inoculate yourself to stress you will if you if you teach enough or if you even take enough classes that put you under a lot of stress. And this doesn't apply only to shooting. It applies to a lot of other things. But I use shooting as an example. You will inoculate yourself to stress and you will learn. And a lot of times you'll just learn by default to stay calm. Even if you take a force on force class, for example, you'll learn to stay calm. So using words like it's going to be okay, don't worry, I know what to do, you know. And even if you tell yourself, I'm going to be okay, I'm going to be all right, in this situation. Keep repeating those affirmations to yourself. Keep repeating those affirmations to ensure that you actually do stay calm and remember everything that you need. Now, in this great, excellent writing here that I think that John did, he uses an acronym that I like. And I think it's something now you may not be able to remember all of this in a stressful situation but if you start now again you know what's the theme of my show doing what you can with what you have wherever you are and if you start right now if you start putting this into your brain take some notes here you might have to you know rewind this a couple of times if you're if you're driving or working out and listening to me right now uh, just listen to it all the way through then you may have to go back and and Play this podcast again and slow it down and pause it and stop it. But start putting this into your mind now. Even if 20% of this comes out of you in a a terrorist event or active shooter event, you're going to be better off than if you didn't know any of it. John's acronym is ALICE. A-L-I-C-E. ALICE. It stands for Alert, Lockdown, Inform, Counter, and Evacuate. Alert, Lockdown, Inform counter and evacuate so let's talk about these a little bit here and again i'm paraphrasing a lot of this you know i've got some experience in some of this and i've got some opinions and things but but the basis of it is this excellent writing that john davis put out but alice is a tool that's used to keep victims and, and and people aware of their options during what's called an active shooter event or a terrorist event and make no mistake these are a lot of these are terrorist events. I'm not afraid to call them that okay i'm not I'm not real politically correct. I'm sorry <laughs> these are ter- if you don't believe you know what if you don't believe that these are terrorists then that's part of the problem right there. I'm sorry if I just offended somebody but that's part of the problem folks. all right, so let's start with the first alert. You know, the first part of this is that you witness the event taking place. It's important to remember that as members of civilized society or civilized people, we are all responsible during a threatening situation to preserve as many lives as possible. Now... It might include just preserving your own life and the lives of the loved ones you're with. If you can pull that off, great. Uh, If you can pull that off and save lives of others, even better. Okay. Even if you aren't trained to do much or you're not in a position to physically help, the information that you know might be vital to others in a situation like this, okay? So, consider this someone from a safe distance saw somebody else enter the building with a weapon, okay? Someone from a safe distance saw someone else enter a building with a weapon or acting in a suspicious manner. All right, maybe this person saw or heard an explosion first or or they can hear shooting going off. This person has the responsibility to stay safe by not entering the dangerous area and alerting police now i'm going to get to police response times a little bit later here in this episode uh, because obviously you probably know we can't you've seen even by recent events. We we can't just be relying only on the police. I'm not I'm not cop bashing here. I love cops. I think cops are great. I, I have admiration for the police. And I'm gonna say it right here on this show: the police are the good guys most of the time, the vast majority of the time. The police are the good guys. And if you think otherwise, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They are they are the good guys. I I'm tired of all the the cop bashing going on out there. It's got to stop, folks. The police have to be able to do Their job. But the person who was alert and witnessed it and can see what's going on, they have a responsibility to stay safe and alert the police. The information that that person sees can be reported and could be used by the police to help when they're arriving, and and it can give them a lot of information to save hundreds that aren't safe. Okay, your testimony might also help provide key evidence after the fact as well. So think about that. You know, your, what you know and what you see because of your alertness can help during the terrorist attack or the active shooter and after. Now, I, I kind of think of being alert as you know, I I like to always be in a condition of not a condition of red all the time, where I'm ready to attack all the time because, you know, folks, that can get tiring. I mean, you know, think about that. I I, I couldn't be in a in a state like that for more than about thirty minutes, and I'm tired, and then I'm going to lose my effectiveness. But get your nose out of your phones when you're in public. Get your nose out of your smartphones or out of your video games when you're in public and pay attention to what's going on around you. That, that's pretty much about it. When you go into a building, know where the exits are. Know where all of the exits are. How can you escape this building? Because if you can escape an event, if you can escape a terrorist attack or you can esca- escape an active shooter event, that's, that's your primary goal. Now, I'm going to talk about what to do if you can't escape. Because I'm a big believer in, in fighting. If you can't escape, fight. Alright? Fight. Fight for your life. And I'm going to talk about the different tools and things that you can use to fight for your life. But if you can escape, then escape. Just be aware you know be aware when you go into a place to eat a restaurant or, or or something or if you're going into any public place as soon as you get in there in the first 10 seconds survey the place figure out where the exits are where are people sitting what are the ways that people can get into this building and how can people get out what did you see when you were walking to the building. Or even to the area. Maybe the uh, the event that you're trying to survive is not just in a building. Maybe you're out in the open area like we saw recently. With the slime bag that uh, that shot the cops in Dallas. In an open area. So you have to be able to... You have to be, be, be alert and be looking around. You have to have the mindset for this. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I look around whenever I... I I'm, whenever i 'm traveling or whenever i 'm just whenever I leave my house for anything you know i'm i'm always looking around i'm always and I, and i've learned that by making some some mistakes folks and i've 've had my personal space invaded and i've had it you know if you listen to my other show, the Handgun World podcast, you know several months ago, I talked about hey i wasn't being alert and I made a mistake, and I talked about a situation that almost got me hurt. And yeah, you can, you know, go listen to those episodes over there. You'll, you'll hear that. Okay, the next one is lockdown. Now, some of what John writes here, I, I agree with. I'm going to talk about a lot of that. Some of it, I, eh, I'm not quite so sure about, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that too. Lockdown. If you aren't in the immediate presence of danger, and if warning is given, people should attempt to take a lockdown ready stance. Now, that's not a permanent, way to defend yourself. It's temporary. I want to emphasize that. It's not permanent. It's temporary. Okay, because a lot of people by locking down have also been killed in these types of events. And Obviously, you don't want that. But if you're very near the threat and a known secure means of escape already exists, obviously, you want to take that You should always escape first before locking down. But locking down allows small groups time to create as defensible defensible of a position as possible. Okay, I'll say that again. Locking down basically means it gives you time to take a, a position of defense. Now, the average response time for police in these situations is somewhere around 14 minutes. Okay, now I've heard that number vary. I've heard... Six minutes, I've heard 30 minutes, you know. Uh, that that situation in Orlando, it, it took like 30 minutes. I'm, I'm sorry, three hours. Okay? It took three hours to end. So, you know, even when police arrive, it doesn't mean that the situation is ending. It just means that the police got there. Why should the police be the first responders? You need to be the first responder. Would you agree? Now, lockdown allows a small group, if you're part of that small group, time to create that defensible position. And, 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 you know, a 14-minute response time is not a failure of the police. It's just the, the fact of the situation. Now, lockdown drills are performed by a lot of schools already, but the problem is is that it also gets a lot of people killed because they don't carry it all the way through and they don't learn the rest of what they should be learning inside of a school as to how to defend them, themselves. And unfortunately, we still have a lot of schools that are not very well protected and the the, the teachers and the faculty are not allowed to be armed. And that is... That's awful, folks. That's awful that, that, that schools are left so defenseless. Uh, if you listen to my other podcast, Handgun World Podcast, the, the latest episode over there at the time of this recording is called Faster. That's episode 375, Faster. And I interviewed Rob Morse about school protection, and he took a class that is uh, meant to uh, teach teachers, especially teachers who are armed, what to do in a situation when when a shooting is in their school. Go back and uh, go over and listen to that. Handgun World podcast episode 375, my interview with Rob Morse on faster training for teachers and administrators. But anyway, so the schools do lockdown drills. And you know, they do it by locking all the doors exterior and interior doors and barricading those doors. Uh, And then they take a position in a darkened room away from the visible sight lines. And that's okay, but that's only part of what you need to do because you have to have a way to defend your position. And if you lock students down and and there's no way to defend the position, the attacker is going to challenge that. And if they're determined, they are going to challenge that. And by a defensive posture, it means that the students or anyone caught in a terror envir- terrorist environment, where a terrorist or shooter currently isn't, the room is behind a locked door and you know they try to use whatever means necessary to provide themselves with cover and concealment. Now, I want to take a minute here. I teach this in my firearms uh, classes. And I want to take a minute to talk about the difference between cover and concealment. A lot of people think that those are the same thing. That cover and concealment are the same thing. Have you ever heard those terms, cover and concealment? There's a big difference. Concealment is anything that prevents an enemy from seeing you. Okay? If the shooter can't see you, you are concealed. Alright? If you're behind a wall, if you're behind a curtain, you know, if you're behind some object, a tree... Or you're behind some, you know, kind of a piece of furniture or something like that, or, like I said, a curtain, whatever it is, you can't be seen. But it's not necessarily cover. Cover is a military term that is used for something that can that can conceal you from a threat, but also stop bullets. So a, a curtain is not going to stop bullets. Okay, sometimes even pieces of furniture are not going to stop bullets. Cars or brick walls or stone walls or big trees, yeah, those can stop bullets. Not always, but those can stop bullets. So that's what cover is. Okay, cover is something that's hard enough that'll both conceal you and can keep you from getting shot. Now, it's important to, to note here, and John puts this in his article nicely, lockdown is not the same thing as hiding. Okay, don't hide. All right, There have been a lot of examples of people involved in shooting that they attempted to make use of whatever concealment they have to, to hide from the attacker. And e- even things like hiding under tables in a room that they're in or in unsecured rooms... And then they stay put there for several minutes during the massacre. Uh, In Columbine, uh, students who hid under tables when it became known that an event started, they were eventually found and they were murdered. Okay, any defensive position can be overcome by a determined attacker and he will challenge it. So don't get too comfortable in your lockdown space of safety. Okay. Always, always remember that your goal is to escape, but you may have to lock down temporarily until you can escape. And then you've got to be smart about when you can escape. Now, again, you may find that neither one of these is an option. Locking down might be a bad idea, and uh, trying to escape might be impossible. It's always a good idea if you can, but it might be impossible. So if it's impossible, you better have a plan. Are you armed? Are you willing to attack? Are you willing to quickly communicate with other people? And are you willing to attack as a group? That can be very powerful, folks. Uh, I recently did a a podcast episode over at the Handgun World podcast called Rush the Nut. And uh, just think about the Orlando shooting for a minute. There was, what, two or three hundred people in that nightclub? And what if each of those... What what if ten percent... Of those 200 people, 20, 20 people, that's 10% of the people who were in there. What if 20 people rushed that nut? Okay, now he's been thrown off of his game. And now he's got to deal with 20 people coming at him that have decided, okay, we're we're not going to die without putting up a fight. And we may even save our lives and other people's lives. Okay, because we have the mindset that we're going to take this dirt bag out. Had that been done, I'm not saying that the shooter wouldn't have killed anybody. But perhaps the damage would have been a whole lot less. And it could have all been done long before the police arrived. So, you know, think about that. Um, and that leads me to the next point, inform Now, this is probably the last point I'm going to cover on this. And then I'll probably go ahead and put another podcast up in a few days as kind of a follow-up to this one. So there'll be another episode in a couple days. Watch for that episode. And this is probably going to be about a three or four-part series. Okay? Because it's good stuff here. A lot of uh, detailed stuff that you need to know. But inform. That's the I in Alice. Inform. Inform. Somebody somebody in the room, okay, if, if you're in a building and it's in a room and, and there's an active shooter or a terrorist attack taking place, somebody in the room should be communicating with the police and the emergency personnel to tell them what you're witnessing and to have a link with information from the outside because information is going to be flowing both ways, don't forget. Okay? You're going to be telling the police what's going on. They're going to be telling you what they're doing, and what's happening from the outside. And during a lockdown, communications might get disrupted. Okay, It might not be a good idea to broadcast escape information while the shooter is active. So think about that. So for that reason, it's it's important for someone in the room to keep an active communication line to the police back and forth in the event... Of an emergency, and that person is going to have to keep themselves safe. Now, John writes that his personal advice is that the person on the phone shouldn't be the person in charge. Good point. I like that. The person on the phone should not be the person in charge. Okay, maybe it's um, in the in the case of a school, maybe it's a teacher or the boss. Uh, If it's a business, if it's a business, maybe it's the boss. Okay, whoever takes charge of the situation. Okay, they need to be in charge of leading the people in whatever circumstances happen from that point on. And if specific instructions need to be given, it needs to come through that person. So that it's clear, it's concise, and that it's not confused. Okay, the leader's job in the instance is to keep the rest of the room calm and prepared. Because if you got to move... The communication has got to be given clearly to move, and people need to understand it. So that person's got to be calm, they've got to be safe, and they've got to be the communicator. And it's kind of like, you know, when I teach a firearms class, whether I'm teaching it by myself or whether I'm teaching it with my co-instructor, Ben Branham, uh, when I was with Suarez International, teaching uh, firearms classes, we always picked a person that was in the class to be our communicator in case... An accident occurred, okay? In case there was some kind of an accident in the shooting class, somebody had to be the communicator. Somebody had to be the person that called 911 and talked to the emergency responders and told them what was going on. Somebody that was cool, calm, and collected, and, you know, we would we would say okay this is the person that's going to give the address to the range where we're at this is the person that's going to explain what's going on and and you know what probably needs to get done the communicator needs to be calm and level-headed and able to communicate and the type of person who can decipher information coming to them as well all right so think about that Okay? Now, i got three more short points and then I'm going to wrap up this episode. Next is know the source of the danger. Where is the threat? John says know where the danger is coming from. Is this person shooting actively? Are they on the move? In which direction? Where are they coming from? Where are they going to? Maintain your wits and try to assess what actually caused the threat. Can you see how so much of this is mindset, folks? Mindset and awareness? I'm a big believer that the people who become the the victims the easiest in in these kinds of situations are those that freak out and panic and they've never thought this through they've never taken the time to think about this some of them don't want to think about it and that's one of the big problems with our society today they don't want to think about this kind of stuff right because it's icky and it's terrible and it's messy and they you know what we live in an icky terrible messy world let's let's face that folks let's face that you know, my, my my faith teaches me that. That we live in an icky, terrible, messy world. I'm a Christian, okay? So, by God's grace, I am saved from this mess when my time on this earth is, is over. I'm saved. Okay? But, I also know that while I'm on this earth, I, I have a duty to be as prepared as... And as, as educated and as smart and as ready as I should be in this world while I'm here. And, and that's why I do these two podcasts, folks. That's why I do today's survival show and the handgun world podcast. To keep people educated to keep people on top of their game. And maintaining their wits and trying to assess what is actually going on and cause the threat. Don't take more than a few seconds to do this. Okay? This doesn't mean that you create a a thesis on, on the threat's relationship with his mom and what happened and what happened in his childhood and why is he doing this. Who cares about why he's doing this and what happened in his childhood or what kind of twisted ideology that that he adheres to? Who cares? When he starts shooting and bullets are flying, does it really matter? You either maintain your wits and you have a plan or you die. It doesn't matter what caused this at the point that he's committing the attack. Okay, where is it that you get your instinctive reaction on where the threat's coming from? Don't look at which way people are running. Okay, there's been a lot of accounts of people, usually in a panic, that run directly toward the danger instead of away from it. Because they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. They lacked the training to know. Okay, so finding the exits. Attempting to get away from the immediate danger. Find the nearest avenue to an escape. Okay, arm yourself. Now, this is what I want to finish just this episode with. And of course, like I said, there's going to be another two or three episodes I'm going to talk about on this very subject. Because it's so important for for the threats that we face. And and we're facing our very survival here, folks. You know, how appropriate. This is today's survival show we're we're facing our very survival. We're threatened with our very survival, the way the situation is today, folks. Arm yourself. You are on your own, folks. Now, it doesn't always mean arming yourself with a gun. You know, if you're inside of a school, in most states, in most places... Unless you are authorized, you're not allowed to have a gun in the school. However, let's talk about places that are not schools. If you look at the Orlando attack recently, that was a gun free zone, unfortunately, that nightclub. The cops that got shot in Dallas, that was not a gun free zone. Uh, I believe that there are reports of people there who were carrying a gun. Wherever possible, like I said, carry your weapon. Now, other things can be used as weapons, not just guns. Marines call them weapons of opportunity. They are any tool you can use to help defend yourself. Okay? Once you find the tool, keep it with you until you've escaped and be prepared to use it. Okay? Okay? If it's a rock, if it's a book, if it's a bat, if it's a knife, if it's a pen, if it's some kind of a tool, a pliers or a wrench or whatever, anything you can find can be a weapon to defend yourself. To be used to defend yourself. So can you improvise? Have you learned how to improvise? Have you had some training on how to improvise and turn things into weapons. Things that are not conventionally known as weapons, but they can become a weapon if you know how to use it. Just about anything, if you think about it, can become a weapon if you know how to use it. What stops most of these terrorists, what stops most of these active shooters, is people willing to fight. And have you ever noticed... The terrorist attacks are started by a bad guy with a gun. And how does the situation end? When good guys with guns show up. Well, how about some good guys and gals with weapons right there in the building or in the area? And again, I'm saying not just guns, but people as a group who decide that they're going to fight. If there's no other option, if they can't escape, if they can't lock down until they can find a means of escape, and they're left with fight or flight, fight, folks, fight. And learn to use your weapons as tools. And learn to, uh, learn to use your tools as weapons. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Learn to use your tools as weapons. Now I got more to say about that, but with that, I think that's a good—that's enough for you to start thinking about now for this episode, isn't it? Uh, again, check back to this feed. Sorry, it's been a couple months since I put out a podcast, but within within less than a week, I'm going to put out another episode on this very same article, on this very same subject, and probably even a third uh, within about a week after that. So I'll be checking back to this feed, and uh, folks, I want to say something too about today's survival show the website todayssurvival.com. if you want to ask a question or drop a comment about this episode or any others i have a voicemail box you can you can leave me a voicemail 210-646-1727 210-646-1727 you'll hear my voice it's mainly used for the handgun world podcast but anybody that's a listener to either of my podcasts can use that voicemail box Two one zero six four six one seven two seven. Join the Today's Survival Show forum. I'd love to have you as a member of the forum. It's a small group, but a good group. And we, we talk about a lot of good things. It's a very well-controlled group. You do have to send me an email letting me know that you signed up. So go to todayssurvival.com. Click the forum button. Uh, go to the forum page. Excuse me. Click the sign up button. Get signed up on our forum. And then send me an email. And say, hey Bob, I just registered for your forum. Here's the username that I used. Can you approve my account quickly? And probably in about 12 hours or less, I'll get your account approved. That's been the best way I know to keep spammers off of the forum and to keep it limited to listeners—people who are serious listeners that want to contribute. Last but not least, um, in this episode, folks, I didn't want—I didn't run one single commercial, not one. I try to keep this as commercial-free as I can. Same with the Handgun World podcast. I I run a couple commercials over there, but not much. I'm not one of these people that that likes to put out a show and every 15 minutes put a commercial on. (laughs) Always been kind of irritating to me. So if you want to support the show, there's a couple ways that you can do it. Uh, If you make an Amazon purchase, I have an Amazon store at Today's Survival. Just go to todayssurvival.com, click the Amazon store page, You don't even have to spend any extra money. Just make your Amazon purchases on my Amazon store. And Amazon will support me financially. I'd appreciate it if you do that. So again, go to the Amazon store at Today's Survival. Follow the instructions. And if you want to learn how to use your firearm better, Ben Branham and I, my good friend Ben Branham, we we put together a video series called The Shooter's Club, which is all about firearms. But it will give you some good things to think about. You can become a member of our video club. $8 a month or $75 a year. That will support our shows. $8 a month or $75 per year. And see some excellent instruction on shooting. You can find that at todayssurvival.com as well. Over on the right hand margin. You'll see it. Folks, thanks for listening. Again, check back in about a week or less for episode 280 and i'll be continuing this subject on protecting yourself during a terrorist or actor active shooter event i'm bob main this is today's survival show where i help you do what you can with what you have wherever you are thanks for listening i'll talk to you next time goodbye